Hey, I'm Terry Molinero, and I believe that we as the body of Christ are here for such a time as this. I love to say this, blessed to be a blessing, that we are called to be a light. And look, friends, if we don't do it, if we aren't the light, who's going to be the light? The body of Christ has always been a house of action. And hey, who says we can't have some fun along the way? Terry, it's Ryan Seacrest. You're in broadcast. I'm trying to be in broadcast. There's something in common. Good luck to you at Seacrest House. This is the Church Hacks Podcast. So we've been talking about margin, the distance between what you need and what you have. And one of those things that we know we should have, but for some reason, very few of us actually put things in place to make it happen. Margin. Usually it's for good reasons too, which is why it makes it so difficult. You know, you create financial margin by saving, let's say, an emergency fund like we spoke about in the last episode, but then the kids really need something or the car breaks down and it's more than the emergency fund. So then we get discouraged and we feel hopeless. Like, man, I tried so hard. It took me so long to save it up. And then we give up, which kind of on a bit of a side note, that is exactly what margin is for. You have the emergency fund. So when the car breaks down, you do have money. See, you didn't actually lose there. That was a win. But that's kind of a that's kind of a side tangent. So today I want to encourage you with some specific examples to hopefully get the wheels turning like they did for me on a practical level. Can you even imagine what would happen if you started taking back your life one step at a time? It's the whole ripple effect thing. See, it might look like starting extremely small, but you and I have no idea what that margin you create will turn into, where it will lead you, the people you'll meet because of it, and the way that it will make you feel. We just don't know. That is, uh, that's the mystery of life, right? Does it take work? Of course it does. You know, right now at my house, we're doing some outdoor work, cleaning things up a bit, especially outside, decluttering. And there's this fish tank that my brother originally bought years and years and years ago, my younger brother. And somewhere with that tank is like this long tube thing that he used to siphon water to clean the tank with. And I remember my mom once, uh, she goes to do it. And when you siphon, it's a bit of a scary thing, right? You got to commit, but then you better pay attention because what will eventually come out the other end of the hose is not something you want going into your body, okay? <laughs> it's it's a good example. See, it would always take them multiple times to try to like prime the siphon, or I don't even know if that's the proper way of saying it, but try to prime it. But once the water started flowing, the only thing that stopped it was when they were done and they removed the siphon from the tank. And the same thing can be said and likened to margin, See, it always takes work up front and work up front is usually hard work. It's not it's not easy. Usually even a little draining because it's looking at life from a completely different angle. But once the water starts flowing, once you're out of debt or once you start being intentional with your relationships and put margin in your work life, man, things start flowing. And then suddenly, yeah, maintenance is required because that is just life in general. But the struggle really isn't there anymore because you built systems in place. Let's recap a little bit if you missed the previous episode. So margin, the distance between what you have and what you need. This was not an original idea. I'm not claiming it to be an original idea. I got it from Pastor Craig Rochelle on the Life Church podcast. He originally spoke about this. I think it was like 10 years ago. And I remember listening to it and, and it just really impacting me. And recently, for whatever reason, I started listening to them again and it kind of re-sparked something inside of me. 
Check out the previous uh, show notes uh, for the links, uh, the previous show's show notes, whoa, uh, for the links to all of uh, his messages on the topic. I linked them all. I 100% recommend that you do so. So margin, creating distance, giving us room. That's what we're talking about. I gave the example of when I needed some uh, housework done in the previous episode and how since I had margin in the form of an emergency fund, what I did was we called the repairman, they fixed the problem, I paid them in cash, they left, there were no worries. No credit card bills, no them calling me, no paying interest on anything. I just paid them and it was done. See, it's taking stress off of us and pressure that is really unnecessary um, by putting things in place ahead of time. And this goes right into previous podcast episodes like when I spoke about preemptive prayer or putting things in place to make sure you can overcome temptation or addiction. It's all really margin if you think about it. The distance between what you need and what you have. Now, maybe you're asking yourself, well, Terry, my life is pretty good. How can I tell if I need margin or not? Well, this one might take some time for you, but take a moment to stop and look at your life. Some introspection. Are there any areas that are causing you ongoing stress or tension in literally any area of your life? How's your physical health? How's your time management? Do you always feel like you have no time? Also, notice how I said feel, because there's a difference between feeling like you have no time and actually not having time. See, feeling might be a lack of mental margin, you know, clarity of mind, because there are so many things swirling around and no systems in place to alleviate any of those thoughts of stress. How about your relationships? Are they just that, like ships in the night passing by a stranger? See, what situations have constantly been causing you issues throughout your life? Especially if you're in your late 20s and older, by now you should start to recognize patterns, situations that seem to routinely come up and try and keep you from living your best life. And I don't mean that in like an overhyped, like, yeah, man, you know, personal self-help guru, woo, you know, nothing like that, none of that nonsense. But um, I just mean it like, you know, when there's something you really feel like you should be doing, something that would help you out, but whenever you try to go and do it, something always... um, Like it sidetracks you or you're about 80% of the way done, but then you never complete it. These are areas where maybe we lack margin. And by implementing margin, we can finally step out and finally start accomplishing things. Now, before I move on and start giving practical examples in a few areas, this is the Church Acts podcast, not some self-help podcast, you know, meditate, rub some crystals on your temple type show. So we also need to ask God for discernment when we're looking at areas of struggle. Margin is what we can do, but there are also spiritual matters that we need the Holy Spirit's wisdom and God's help to overcome. I'll never forget when I was younger, there was something that I needed to do. It wasn't even a huge task. Uh, it, it was like not a huge thing to overcome, but whenever I tried to do it, And keep in mind, like this was important to me. Whenever I tried to do it, there was what felt like this heavy heaviness, like a heavy blanket. It would try to come on me. Now I wasn't, I wasn't depressed, but all of a sudden, whenever I tried to do this, I was, I was tired. I felt heavy. Like no matter what I was doing, it was near impossible. Now, did I need margin? Sometimes I thought that I did in the form of like, you know, good espresso or maybe I was like, oh, well, what if I just try and I'll keep trying to to force it and, you know, make schedules around it. But see, no, what I really needed to do was recognize that for, you know, recognize the situation for what it was. And that was actually some spiritual things that needed to be dealt with around a certain area. See, we're called to be people of discernment. 
but you know, not just tossed around hoping things like margin will stick in our situations. There's sometimes when being practical and putting systems and plans in place will not work because there are other forces at play. And that's where I just pray that God will give you that discernment uh, so you'll be able to be wise and use wisdom in those circumstances. All right, now let's have some fun. What are some areas that people really seem to struggle with? Areas that the majority could use some margin in. I'm going to pick only three, and by the end, you'll get a good sense of margin. Hopefully, you'll be able to apply it to your own unique circumstances because I can't cover absolutely everything, so I just wanted to pick three big ones. The first thing that I want to talk about is time. I never seem to have enough time. I'm always busy. There's always something going on. Time management. How can margin help those of us that are feeling like, man, I just never have enough time. I feel like I'm in the in the rat race. I'm just I'm spinning the wheel. It's just the same old, same old. By the way, like that sucks, man. That sucks. And I, I don't mean to like not sympathize because I get it. I am sympathizing actually by saying that because I've definitely felt like this many times in my life. And to be honest, even right now in my life, there's a little bit of that when it comes to certain areas where it's just like, man, you know, am I living my best life here? I just feel like it's just so busy all the time. Am I really living life? Now, something to realize, unlike the other two topics that I'll be talking about in the next few minutes, time is unique in the fact that you can never create more time. It is fixed. We all have 24 hours per day. So while we can't create more time, we can free ourselves up by being smarter when it comes to how we manage our time. So what I'll do is keep it real with you. This might not be your specific situation, but it was and sometimes still is like I mentioned mine. So if I was looking to create margin in my life when it comes to time, here's what I do. The first thing that I do is I'd set up some sort of a filter because time needs to be flexible. Have you ever done like a, uh, you know, uh, a schedule in the name of productivity that was so rigid. You know, I will not move my uh, behind from my desk until I write 2000 words for my book or like, you know, those people on YouTube and they're saying, okay, you need to like schedule out every waking second of your life from 1 p.m. to 105. I'll write tasks. Then from 105 to 110, I'll clean my desk and prepare for work. See, that's not really living life. I don't know what that is. So let's not do that. Your time needs to be flexible. Like, let's just be real here, okay? Kids will come calling. There might be seasons that work is needing the majority of your attention. So with time, um, and, and I guess this is extra content outside of margin, but we need to establish our priorities so that when things come, we can filter them through, um, you know, the person that we want to be. Like our standards, our priorities, what ultimately matters for us. Now let's get to margin when it comes to time. The first step is similar between all of the examples. But that's identify the problem. So for me, because I'm using me as an example, when it comes to time, the amount of tasks that I have in any given day mixed with my full-time career, wedding planning, plus personal goals, business goals, like they pretty much almost always outweigh the time that I have. So that's the situation. No margin when it comes to time. Margin, the distance between what I need, what I have. Okay, I got that. Now, this is just off the top of my head, but what can I do? Well, is there anything that I'm doing right now in this specific season that I don't really need to be doing? Maybe not at all. Maybe not right specifically now. And the answer is probably not add anything else unless it's going to provide a massive benefit. 
So maybe in this season, I prioritize uh, prioritize rather wedding planning because that's important. That's like a once in a lifetime thing. You only get married once in your life. So maybe um, research and development when it comes to my business isn't something I should spend all my time doing, all my hours doing, so I can realize the benefit of it, uh, benefit of it at a later date. So I schedule that for when I return from the honeymoon, let's say, maybe when I'm in October or whatever. Maybe this isn't the time for me to be um, driving back and forth to the gym. Maybe even though things are opening up now, I need to be getting my workouts in at home, freeing up some extra time and space for me to get other things accomplished. But in all honesty, even as I was talking about this, I realized that it's probably not that I don't have the time. It's more like I feel like I do not feel like I have the time. I think I said that in a really confusing way, so I'm going to try that again. I realize that it's probably not that I don't have the time. It's more like I feel like I don't have the time, which really is the main thing people will encounter for the most part. So what can I do? Well, if I'm feeling like I don't have the time, that means that I need some mental margin. See, what helps me personally is writing down all the things that I need to do, then organizing them, what needs to get done soon, What needs to get done next week, a month from now? What categories can I place different tasks in? And now what days can I schedule them on? See, I started with I don't have time, but what was really happening is I didn't have a plan. So by stopping down, breaking things down and really searching myself for what was really going on, now I have a plan. I know that on this date at this time, I have this task scheduled and nothing is falling through the cracks. Suddenly, I freed myself up and have given myself mental margin. Plus, let's be honest, some peace of mind as well. And it's also freed up my time because I know what needs to get done at certain times, not just this scatterbrain of, I feel like I need to do all these things and then nothing really happens. See, sometimes the best things you can do when it comes to freeing your mind up is implementing super practical, small steps in order to first create margin, but then second to maintain it. The genius is in the super practical That is where the magic, so to speak, happens. It's in the super practical, right here, right now, not what works for Terry Molinaro on the Church X podcast, not what works for my brother, for that self-help person or that other person I listen to on the podcast or on YouTube, but what is gonna work for your life and be practical for you? Because remember, we aren't trying to add stress. We are alleviating it with margin. Second thing, financial margin. Let's move on to another area that people seem to struggle with finances. This topic really interests me because it doesn't matter if you're making $30,000 or $200,000 a year, you can feel just as broke and just as stuck. You can live paycheck to paycheck when you're making 200 grand a year. Like don't kid yourself here, okay? I recently on my radio show I had a woman call me for help and advice and she unfortunately made some bad decisions and decided to go to one of those payday lenders, you know, where they have like triple digit Uh, interest. So she started out with a small loan. Then the interest was so crazy, like I mentioned, that she overlapped and then had penalties. And now she's in like this loop where no matter how hard she tries, she's seemingly stuck. Money comes in, she pays it off, but then she needs groceries. uh, So she borrows again. And let's even remember, friends, humans are creatures of habit. So once we start in a loop, negative or not, sometimes it's easy to get caught in it. This woman really needs margin in her life. So how can she get out? Well, the first thing is she needs to stop the bleeding. No more borrowing from that place. She's probably going to have one heck of a month or two ahead of her. But margin for her right now in this situation, it looks like stopping the bleeding. That may even mean taking out a small personal loan to get groceries, you know, maybe asking a family member for help, food banks, churches. 
but she has to break out from the cycle. And uh, I'll just be honest, being part of a Christian radio station and being connected with so many churches, there are a lot of systems in place that churches have to help people in this exact situation. But in her mind, she might not even realize that's an option because she's kind of stuck in the loop of, okay, payday lenders, and this is just what I'm going to do. But that's really destroying her life. And if she just reached out with a few different phone calls, who knows what, what could happen? And that's a big one when it comes to finances, right? Um, talking about breaking out of the cycle. So there was another woman I was talking to and she said, give me a second, get some water here. Get a little dry. Anyway, um, she was talking to me and she's like, man, I can't break out of overdraft. I pay it off. And the next thing you know, I'm, I'm like right back in it again. So let me ask you a question. How hard would it be for her to get into overdraft if she canceled it? It'd be pretty hard. This is where priming the pump comes in handy, like we were talking about earlier on. This is the hard part, you know, where sacrifices and uncomfortable things may need to be done. But here's the thing. Both of these women, and you and I know the alternative. See, a life with no margin looks like hopelessness and stress. And what kind of life is that? See, I don't want to make the banks rich. I want to be rich. I want you and I to be financially free and stable as well. So we have to identify the problem the overdraft or the payday lenders, and we need to stop the bleeding. By doing so, at first it's going to be hard, but once that happens, we can then start to implement margin because remember, we're freeing ourselves up. The key is to not get discouraged with the little progress. For example, if there's always more month left than money, this tells me a few things. Maybe this person is overextended, but more often than not, it's kind of a lack of budgeting. I'm totally not being mean, but it's true, like a little fast food there, a little extra there, suddenly there isn't enough. So they should make sure that they're on a written budget. And the next thing is where the margin really comes in. They need to start changing what zero balance means to them. So the first week, zero balance in their account needs to be $10. You don't go beneath $10. Then the $10 needs to turn into 50, then 100, then 200, then 500, then eventually 1,000. See, suddenly after what will probably be a few tight months, maybe even more, they for the first time in probably forever will have a self-insured overdraft system in place. A personal overdraft of 100,000. Well, 100,000, that's a little crazy. Got a little crazy there. A personal overdraft of $1,000. The key is not to spend it. But if they do this, now they're on a budget, they're saving, they're breaking overspending patterns. And when life happens, on top of an emergency fund, they have their own personal overdraft. Now, that is margin, my friends, because just like with that, things are going to happen. But the distance between what they have and what they need is now a lot larger thanks to some front-loaded hard work that will pay off with a lifetime of good choices. Now, before we move on to the last example, can I run with this for a few moments? So let's take that person who was living in overdraft with no budget. After only a few months, they now have an emergency fund in a separate savings account They have $1,000 in their checking account as a base of, um, you know, a self overdraft. They're on a budget. Now, I'll tell you what's going to happen to that person. They're going to start to feel the confidence come in. They're going to walk differently. They're going to start making different choices. They're going to start talking differently, making different decisions. Maybe they even speak up at work. Maybe they get a raise. Maybe they leave a job that isn't great and start their own business or find something that gets them a greater income. Then I guarantee You know what they're going to do? They're going to start getting informed around other topics of personal finance because now the confidence is being built up. Maybe they're going to start investing for retirement or saving for their kid's college. Decades go by. The compounding effects of this one action of margin 
eventually made them a millionaire and their complete trajectory of their life is changed. Now, doesn't that sound a whole lot better than struggling with overdraft each month and being depressed and hopeless and saying, woe is me, the little man can't get ahead, you know, the rich just get richer, the poor get poor. Now, did it take a massive amount of work? Of course it did. But they gave themselves room. They gave themselves the margin to even allow the opportunity for these changes to occur. And I'm going to say that again because I do not want you to miss this. They gave themselves the margin to even allow the opportunity for these changes to occur. They gave themselves room to even allow better things to happen. Another benefit of margin. See, our lifestyles, they ripple. How do you think people gain large amounts of weight and other people gain large amounts of muscle? Sure, there are medical issues that people have, but for the most part, both of those people for long amounts of time made consistent choices that led them in a certain direction. Lifestyle ripples. Remember that. All right, we should move on to uh, to the next one now. Can you tell that I'm fired up about margin? You know what it is? It's really exciting to me because margin shows me when I look for it in areas of my life that I'm actually not stuck, that all things really are possible. When I line up margin and create it, and when I partner with God and the Holy Spirit, I get wisdom. And man, look out, amazing things are going to happen when you combine God's will for your life, Holy Spirit's guidance in your life, and margin. It's when we feel stuck, when the enemy tries to whisper in our ears that the best has already happened and there's nothing but a downward spiral for us. That's when we get in trouble. But my friends, remember, the devil's a liar. All right, the final area that I want to talk about is the most precious, delicate area in the majority of our lives. It will be the single area where the most joy and most likely the most pain will occur. And that's relationships. So how can we create margin in our relationships? And this doesn't need to be complicated. It's as simple as what you feed will grow. What you feed will grow. What thoughts are you thinking towards your relationships? Are they life-giving or are they life-taking? Here's a bit of an extreme question, but let me ask you, where do affairs start? Where do affairs start? They start in your mind. You shifted your focus away from your spouse to someone else. And do you want to know something interesting? That girl or guy that maybe there was an affair with, they have their own set of problems, okay? The enemy's just tricking you into thinking that they are what you want, so he's guiding your thoughts there. And I'll even get more specific than that. It doesn't necessarily have to be um, an affair with a person. It can even be like an idea, okay? Oh, this is actually like the person that I want. This is the type of person I want. Oh, look at how this person does that or that person does that. See, we're not gonna allow that to happen. We need to guide our thoughts in the direction of the ones that God has given us to care for and to love, the ones that we have made our vows to. So that's the first step. What you feed will grow. So margin looks like taking away from everyone else in your mind to lift that person and keep them in the place that they should be in your heart. That person talking about your spouse. See, if everything and everyone is on the same level, your spouse is never going to be good enough. Hello, because they're competing with everything in your mind and your life. And that is a sign that priorities, they're out of place. Let's talk about time. I was at the dentist the other day and he asked me about my life because I hadn't seen him like that personal dentist in a while. I told him I was getting married. I asked him, hey, after 35 years of marriage yourself, what's your number one piece of advice? And he said what many others have said to me. He said, make time for a date night once a week. Now, don't get caught up with the the what or the how, but focus on the overarching advice. Make time. 
when I was doing my premarital counseling, her counselor even said, just tell people you have a meeting. You know, people in this world might not understand going on a date with your significant other, but they usually always respect a business meeting. So that's what he's done for decades. He said, oh, you know, I, you know, um, can you uh, can you do this uh, on this date? Can you meet with me here? And he's like, sorry, I got a meeting. Can we try for another day? Check this out. If you make date time immovable, do you know how amazing that's going to make your spouse feel? You're telling them not by cheap words, but by actions. Sure, I have work to do. I am an in-demand person because I'm hopefully a leader and excellent at my job. Sure, I have this and that and everything and everyone wanting my time, but I choose to spend my time with you because you are my priority. You are the one that I love. Wow, you know what? Can I speak to the guys out there for a second? I think that makes God so proud. When you would treat your wife or your significant other like she is the only woman in the world, when you take care of her and you cherish her like that, when you free yourself up and create margin, I think God will honor you and dare I say, even make you more productive and successful in whatever you do because you cherish someone that he cares very deeply about as well. I love it. I just felt to say that today. And while we're on the topic, there's another way you can create margin in your relationships when we're not talking about a romantic relationship. Of course, time, we covered that, but how about putting some fail-safes in place? Okay, so maybe when it comes to relationships quickly, making reservations in advance and then scheduling them in, you know, ordering flowers directly to the house when you know your spouse will be home. Get creative with it. See, habits like that, creating margin, not waiting for the last second, but looking ahead, that will create a lifestyle of margin and that margin will keep growing exponentially until you look back and have a completely different life. How about creating margin for the unexpected? Switching gears to the other people in your life, like friends and family. Maybe saying, I will not go two months without calling this person or without popping by and bringing them a coffee or something. See, life is busy. You know this. So you know no matter how much you'd like to, if you don't schedule something in, it won't get done. It comes down to being intentional. And sometimes that's exactly what margin looks like, being intentional. Hey, uh, two Thursdays from now, I got nothing. So as long as it doesn't impede, you know, a date night or anything like that, I'm going to set aside some time and I'm going to stop by that person's house. I'm going to say, hey, like, how are you doing? And even if they're not home, oh, you know, I'm going to give them a call. I'm going to leave them a message. It doesn't have to be something grandiose, you know, but just keeping these connections alive, because I'll tell you, a life lived alongside other good people, the right people is one definitely worth pursuing. So there you go, my friends, margin, the distance between what you have and what you need. Not an original idea, but one that I believe is extremely important and something that I know has the ability to change your life. And remember, it's front-loaded. Sometimes it's going to require upfront cost and sacrifice to bring it to fruition. But man, we've done the other. We know what it's like to feel like we're always right up against the line like we spoke about in the last episode. We know better. So let's stop doing these things to ourselves. You know, we have the ability with the Holy Spirit's wisdom to start implementing changes. Small, steady changes at first so that we can go on to live the lives we were always meant to live. So stop dreaming about a better life for ourselves. Go out, actually start living it. You know, I was talking about on my radio show the other day, maybe um, financial freedom, maybe that doesn't look like playing the lottery. Maybe that looks like consistent hard work over a long period of time, just smart, consistent work. Maybe it looks like that. Maybe a good relationship doesn't look like, oh, you know, one day, one day, babe, I'm going to buy you the house. I'm going to buy you all this stuff. Maybe it just means like looking and spending time and caring for this other person. Maybe your life, 
your best life is not actually as far away as you think it is. My prayer for you is that you don't see this as another feel good practice tips, you know, productivity type thing that then you'll forget about, but that you'll remember that word margin. You'll think about the areas that you're lacking margin in and then look out into the future. Start to dream and imagine what your life could look like if you put things in place. I believe that you will win. You have it within yourself to do so. I know there are people listening right now that are thinking that's going to be me. You feel it. You know what you've been doing has not been working and you're determined to make a change. And I'm excited for you. And I know that God is going to give you what you need so that you can go out and see the changes through to the end. So I believe in you. I know that you and I are blessed to be a blessing, just like the intro to this podcast says. So like I always say, you have the information. Now, what are you going to do with it? So go out there into whatever God has called you to do. Be a man and a woman who doesn't just talk, doesn't just listen, just doesn't be a passive consumer, but a man and a woman of margin, a man and a woman of action. God bless. God bless.